0: This Nanuko thing is really uh, sparking your interest. Hey Brendan, love the show. I heard Nanuco is also good to fight off mosquitoes. Pauline, I often considered maybe it did because it's quite a strong lemony smell. And then just to say, another text. Uh, thank you for the shout out yesterday. We sold out of Nanuco in minutes yesterday. We're getting another supply. Oh, well done you. Um, a couple of texts in it about animals inside supermarkets. Tina points out in Italy, they have supermarket trolleys with special segments for the dogs Oh, I really want one of them. I want a wheel. There's a woman I pass in the park, and she listens to the show. So I hope she's well. She's got a really old, um, I think it's a cocker spaniel, and she wheels him in a little trolley through the park. And one day I was dragging my dog by dragging her because she didn't want it. It was raining, on the run, and the woman shouted after me, "You need one of these trolleys for that dog." I said, "Probably I do." Uh, Another text says, "Mr. Fluffington sits at the door of Sentra in Moat." All day, every day. And that obviously sounds like you're delighted to see Mr. Fluffington at the door of Centra. We were talking about uh, my obsession with the perfect made bed and the fact that the World Housekeeping Olympics were on in Las Vegas that week. And then someone just texted to say, Brendan, I was working in a guest house at the age of 14 and then went on to nursing. Making beds with the perfect corner was a requirement when I trained back in the 80s. Well, I don't know what that is. I'm Brendan Courtney, not Francis Brennan. What is the perfect corner? I still make the perfect corner. Describe that to me. And the opening of the pillow slip has to be turned away from the door, Maria Burke. Very interesting. So I would naturally have done that. When I make the pillows, Adam always puts them the wrong way. The opening should not be, you should not be able to see the opening of one's pillow as you enter one's room. Right? Right? Thank you, Maria Burke. On the subject of bed making, another texter, I went to boarding school and I would regularly make my bed with my still, with my still in... What's that say? I had a very fluffy duvet, so when the nun came down to make... Oh, she'd be still inside it. (laughs) I can't believe... Uh, I had a very fluffy do so when the, the nun came to make sure everyone was up and out in the queue to go over to mass in the freezing cold I would lie stock still until she was gone and then get another 40 minutes at the warm cosy bed tarry your rumble that's very good you could make you can make a bed from the inside remember getting be- dressed for school in bed because we didn't have heating so you'd literally pull in the trousers into the bed and pull in your trousers on under the bed anyway this conversation has taken all sorts of twists. speaking of clothing Recently, the Dublin streets were lined with people queuing, queuing as the Kardashians uh, range of shapewear. Skims are called, landed in Brown Thomas. Skims is the name of the brand. Shapewear doesn't uh, obviously share as many eras as other fashions. And uh, it was probably down to Spanx being the only name on the block for a long time. Well, Vacious. Like vivacious without the v is Ireland's answer to the new generation of shapewear. And in our Limerick studio are two sisters responsible for it. Mary and Sinead, good morning.
1: Good morning. Hi Brendan, how are morning, you? Brendan. How are
0: you? I know you were supposed to get to Dublin but you have a couple of sick young ones, is that right?
1: I know, it's the time of year now everyone is getting it. Listen, but sorry we don't get to see your lovely face in person. Uh, but listen,
0: we're we were chatting online anyway last yes, night, all excited to see exactly, each other. Exactly,
1: we're delighted to be here.
0: So uh, this is a very interesting business story. It's also a very interesting social story around... A body shape um, Mm -hmm. but also just go back a step before we start talking about shapewear give us an idea of who you are Sinead because I followed you anyway on Instagram it's called Sinead's Curvy Style so tell me about your journey into fashion
1: Thank you so yeah Sinead's Curvy Style was born in around uh, 2013 Um, I started I suppose blogging um, was the word back then um, when it was really only the likes of Suzanne Jackson like the queen you know herself was probably the main person doing it back then so there wasn't many doing it and I, I always found that I had a love for fashion and with my my, I suppose my niche was that I was on the curvy side I was a size 20 I still am and everybody used to always say oh my god wow how do you always look so good almost like it was a mystery you know mm-hmm. you can be curvy and still look good and it was like you should start a page and show other women that might struggle with their shape and show them how they can look good so I was like okay um, I'll take uh, my hand at trying um, to do a blog and that's where I um, started started Sinead's Curvy Style and from there I would just it was just pictures back then you know I'd just share pictures and write a little about how I'd put an outfit together and then it was really just my friends and family I'd be like ma'am will you throw me a few likes there on Facebook you know it was really just that That's, it's a, a, that's star- a good
0: Christmas card throw me a few likes I'm I like know yeah, exactly
1: uh, and then it just took legs after that I think one day I put on a jumpsuit in New Look and it just I suppose back then the I don't know was it viral but it got like a load of likes and then it just kind of grew legs after that and then Really, I haven't looked back since.
0: So, in a way, I suppose, given location and Ireland, and at the time, it was you'd say you would say it was almost impossible to see women like you dressing Absolutely. and being confident.
1: Yes, uh, I was a curvy model at the time. And um, I suppose anytime I'd meet somebody, I almost had to explain to them, I couldn't just say, I'm a model. They'd say, Oh, I'd say, Well, I'm a curvy model. You know, because really, um, even back then, it was kind of more like, you know, you'd see your size eights, tens on the catwalk. So it was kind of new to them. <laughs> so now, it's very different obviously it's amazing now things have changed so much since then but um, Hats off
0: to you you've been part of that change and you should be you should uh, take take credit for that absolutely but let's not just gloss over your word of mouth and your modelling you've got about 120,000 followers now Yes Yes Uh,
1: Yeah it grew it grew and grew over time and a lot of those followers have been with me since day one since the Snapchat days you know Um, so it's amazing just to see how far it's come
0: And uh, you know I'm a fashion designer and Mm -hmm. I've worked in fashion television for years and years and years. And we, we would always be very conscious and aware of this message. And so we had backup and we had insight. Where did your confidence come from?
1: I always say to people like you know confidence you're not born with confidence it's something that grows within you and as somebody that had to obviously just start modelling with my own I suppose my own background into it was just having a love for fashion but I was definitely one of those girls I remember going shopping with my mum and I'd come out of like say River Island in tears Mm because I'd say oh god nothing would fit me you know and I'd get so frustrated and she used to be so upset for me and then um, I suppose I just found a way to kind it made me work harder for fashion it made me kind of have to play around with fashion more because so it wasn't an easy, as easy for me as it was for my friends to go in and get a dress. I always had to kind of, um, you know, change things around a bit to make, make myself feel good and look good in clothes. And with that then, over time, I guess I just said, I, I want to help other women um, feel this way because I know I feel good now, and uh, and mm-hmm. after that then it just a confidence just I suppose grew inside me and then I kind of just kept going from there.
0: And the modelling started. Won a national competition to find yeah. and the, the the new. I mean I'm not even entirely sure I like using the word curvy anymore. But however, yeah. to find a new model for the face of Tempted. So tell you what, what year was that?
1: That's right. My God, that was about
0: 2014, I forgot about that. 15. That was. Hi Mary. Sorry, we you know you're there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that, that definitely put me on the map. In in Dublin and it's an amazing shop in Dublin Rosemary Kearns is her name and um, she's still there now looking after women up to size 30 and from there um, I, I, that was when I kind of really got a name for myself I think and um, just started to kind of get my name out there more
0: And I'm interested about when you actually started modelling you, you, you're quoted here as saying you would turn up and they'd say well you have a lovely face haven't you or, yeah. and they wouldn't <laughs> have clothes i or... get
1: that a lot oh. they'd say uh, you know I'd say to people as a model "Say, oh she's a lovely face I'd be like what about the rest of me <laughs> <laughs> you know but when I used to do fashion shows yes so I would do fashion shows and I'd be raring to go and I'd have all the confidence in the world and I found myself um, left in the back of the room when all the other models were going out because a lot of the shops unfortunately would say sorry we don't have your size I was like well, what the hell did you bring me here for I mean they're the ones losing out you know because I was ready to go out there and, and show everyone and, and sell, sell you yeah, know yeah. Um, and left. And I was left there and that's when I just said you know what um, I'm going to start my own brand <laughs> and Brilliant. go from there Brilliant
0: <laughs> so so, and just I, I know you—is you, your mother terribly supportive? Do you have a lot of support? Yes. Like, so if you go off when you're young and you turn up and you're left, like you know. The, the the fledgling swan at the side of the runway and everybody else has gone off sailing. How do you find that grit in yourself to to keep going? You know, it's very impressive.
1: If anything, it just pushed me to go more because did it? you know, absolutely. Because I I wasn't hurt by it. Like I mean, years ago when I was when I was younger, I was upset, but I was a different person going into these fashion shows. I knew that I was curvy and I knew I had something to offer, and I knew that it was just as I said, those shops were missing out. Um, so you know, I there was a few shops then that would come and they did, they were able to dress me, and the, you could. See people's reaction <laughs> when I would come out you know they just were so excited to see your everyday size you know uh, and I hate the term real women I believe we're all real women of all shapes and sizes but I mean they would love to see a size 20 come out because you're just representing um, so many women Yeah. Um, so it was great Now to, you're that. amazing it's amazing <laughs> and
0: so um Another element to this is is your is your business story. And, um, so you grow your audience. You know, there's so many negatives we hear about social media, but there is the upside of connecting with an, with an audience and connecting with customers and connecting with people like minded people, which is what you've achieved through your Instagram. So then you decide to uh, launch your own shapewear brand.
1: Yes, and that's when Vacious was born. Um, I, I I suppose I was a, an influencer for the last 10 years and it just seemed like, you know, it was the next step for me. Um, you know, I had been kind of um, plugging everybody else's brands and um, supporting all of their fashion brands and, and I loved it and it was great to build a name for myself with so many brands. But I mean, the obvious choice for me was to kind of bring out my own product and it was always going to be shapewear,
0: always. Now, uh, for anybody who doesn't know what shapewear is, I'm going to let you, explain it?
1: Yes. <laughs> uh, so shapewear is basically like a second skin. You want it to just accentuate your curves. You know, obviously it kind of has this perception of, oh, it's going to make me look two sizes smaller. I mean, if you go down a size and you don't want to breathe, that's possible. But shapewear is all about um, kind of making you feel good, supporting you, just giving you that confidence. It's like the foundation to your wardrobe. And it's the it's it's what begins your whole outfit, what ties it all in together. So if you've got your favourite dress, you pop on your shapewear first, you know your you're just going to feel that little bit more secure, and it just makes you feel good. Um, for your occasions, for uh, you know, we have our everyday shaper now as well. There's just so many different types and styles um, that you can choose from that it's Brilliant. just a second
0: skin uh, Mary I'm going to bring you in the two seconds I just wanted to back you up there and mm-hmm. say so when I'm styling women for a, a big occasion a lot of fabrics we would use are a bit clingy or a bit you know they're just in terms of the yeah. actual fabric so shapewear can actually just leave that let the fabric skim gently so it doesn't cling or get stuck or exactly. feel uncomfortable Exactly. Mary you are uh, are you the first business owners in your family and you're the your are Sinead's sister and business partner
2: yeah so I'm Sinead's older sister Great. Um but my dad would have been a business owner. Okay. Um he had a he had a pub. So I've always worked with him. I've always kind of I was the most hands on I think of the three of
0: us I just my drank dad. in the pub Brendan. <laughs> <laughs> so Mary does the Mary does the heavy lifting. Go on exactly. there, yeah.
2: So yeah, um so we learned from him Sinead definitely has my dad's um, attitude, confidence and risk taking. Mm-hmm. so she's I mean, you need to be a risk taker in if you want to do well in business, where it's I kind of I, I think hold her back a little when she needs to be held back and and I'm there to push her when she when she needs to be pushed. Um, so I think we we, um, we work well together. We, we both bring very very, very different qualities to to the business, which I think is why it's it's doing yeah. as well as it is so far.
0: So you grew up watching your father run a business yeah. count the money bank the money get to keep the customers happy all yeah. the things that you need You know, pay your tax all those those things you mm-hmm. had to do so w- was was he a big inspiration?
2: Oh massive massively and he had that gift to the gab you know he was good at running a business but that quality that Sinead has that you know she said there you can't, you're not born with confidence you learn it but there's something that she has that my dad also had and you, you don't learn that it's just this it's a quality to connect with people And to just believe in themselves and my dad, I definitely saw that in himself and Sinead definitely has oh. has that as well so yeah it's nice to see that come through her too He kissed the
1: Blarney Stone I think definitely <laughs> I,
0: I, You weren't far behind him now in fairness <laughs> that's for sure So and, and for you uh, Sinead was your your dad a big influence in terms of running the business and, and, and having the confidence to do it
1: Absolutely I mean um, he left the bar he retired and then he was a man that basically couldn't stop working so then he went back into it and this was when I first started marketing because I was at the age where I could help him because he found that this is a a new bar that he was in it was kind of struggling and I said okay but well, why don't we do this and I remember going on Facebook and hab- uh, creating an event and that was my very first time we filled the bar didn't we Mary it was like a Halloween party yeah. he couldn't believe it you know so that was where um, I started working alongside him but again I mean watching him down through the years and he just never stopped he was just a workaholic but I mean he he had fun as well believe me but he loved to work he was a hard
2: worker Mom will be listening to this now she worked in there as well yeah. on a Sunday night <laughs> I not believe <laughs> <laughs> did do her bit
0: <laughs> and uh, your father uh, did he get to see the business start or t- oh oh God, God, yeah. Yeah. and so was he proud of you
1: uh, yeah he passed away seven months ago but oh I'm but sorry that's very you, recent thank you so much um, but he yes he he has seen me thrive and struggle and pick myself back up but he was my number one supporter um, you know I've been a singer as well for a long time and he'd always be so proud of that um, but I mean the where um, was a huge thing he'd drive a taxi and anytime someone would get into the taxi he'd say Well, my daughter now has a shapewear business and you'd have to try it. Or or my daughter was singing here, and you know, he was so proud of us all.
0: So, So he would always be your your biggest promoter.
1: Absolutely, that's
0: amazing. That's amazing. Okay, so. How did you actually go about starting your own business? I'm always fascinated by this.
1: Well, I suppose um, initially it was down to starting my own shows throughout the country. So as an influencer, I had a big following. And again, I was probably one of the first ones with like, say, Pippa and Suzanne that did um, these uh, road shows, I suppose you could call them. But for me, we started in Limerick and my very first show was in Dolan's Warehouse. And it took me about three weeks to sell about 20 tickets Yeah. remember I struggled to sell the tickets they are only like 20 euros because nobody had done one of these and I, I didn't even know myself <laughs> what I was at to be honest but you know what we had two solid nights of like fashion and makeup and just little demos and things like that I think I sang it was just a mix of everything that I love mm-hmm. and we had a lovely crowd that came and then I said okay I think I'm onto something here with this so then we progressed and we went across the road to the Clayton and we had about 150 and then from there we went out to Bonrati Castle Hotel and then it was 300 women and three. nights in a row, I think one Christmas Mary we did we did three six, like a thousand women in one weekend. Um, so those shows were a huge stepping stone into how because I'm self-funded completely with Vicious, and they were a huge stepping stone into be able to get
2: everything. I think one, one of face. the earliest things I noticed with Sinead to to know that the workshops were going to take off was with Sinead's engagement on social media. She'd have so many followers, but they all watched her and tuned in daily. You know that you can get likes and this and then people disappear. Yeah, it's Whereas, all about their engagement yeah, so isn't there. So there was an awful lot of engagement there. And the interest was just there from the beginning. And yeah. I think I came on board very early on because they just grew so quickly. And yeah. Sinead was great to go on the stage to draw you know, she she had that star quality, but there's it's, so much involved in putting a show like that together Oh of course
0: and listen the, a big motivation for uh, us talking to you guys is well apart from I, I actually know your world well is, yes. um, is there's so few brands in this space and an Irish brand like Vacious doing that competing with mm. the Kardashian band we're really proud of you guys and Thank so, you yeah, No it's really great <laughs> and, and I really wanted to hear your story so what's the future?
1: Well, we have big plans. Um, I just, bet you do. We have big, big plans. <laughs> I have <laughs> um, no doubt, we're, on. <laughs> to, we're definitely hoping to do um, some pop-up shops. I think a lot of people want to physically touch, feel, try on um, so that's definitely in the talks um, where I don't know yet but there's, we, we'd like to kind of um, do as many of those as we can next year and then also we're hoping to break into the UK and we've been working with a lot of influencers over there and I think that would be um, the next um, big step for us as well um, but I mean as it stands we're just like we went from 0 to 100 very quickly so now we just have to keep that up which is hard you know you're constantly yep. trying to reinvent yourself. We just did our Christmas campaign we launched our gift boxes yesterday they sold out in an hour <laughs> it was Listen. absolutely mad um, so people just love the brand they trust the brand um, I think the reason we're so successful you know um, any influencer I suppose can try any, they're handed anything at the first time but you have to have that return customer yeah. and we have that and it's just going from strength to strength uh,
0: Question a, a text in here for you Mary question for the sister I love how people <laughs> yeah. <with the> <laughs> <laughs> how do they think Shapewear works when we want to promote body confidence in young girls particularly how, sorry? So the the texter says, how do they think shapewear works when we want to promote body confidence in young girls, particularly? So y- y- the oh, question yeah. that you face, I'm sure, all the time is if you're putting people into shapewear, is it questioning body confidence? Well,
2: do you know what? It's funny. My two girls um, have seen Sinead from day one and they see that Sinead is confident Regardless of what she's wearing, so that confidence is there. So it doesn't it doesn't come into the shape. And I know myself; I'll wear an awful lot of the everyday stuff that Sinead does. So the everyday vest is a piece that I'd wear regularly because um, it gives you a lovely smoothing effect, and it's a lovely it's a lovely piece to wear. And it's not all about sucking it, sucking in the tummy, and you know hiding what you have. It can help you actually to embrace and to show off what you have. And my two girls see that all the time. You know, they'll see me train, but they'll also see me work beside Sinead and promote what it is that she's created. And I think we've we've combined those two things very very well actually.
0: Sinead, you you've faced this question a lot as you know as the inventor of this yes. and the start of the conversation. I'm going to give you the last word on that.
2: Well,
1: I think I mean for me, it's you can think of this how you want to. I mean, at the end of the day, shaper does serve its purpose, and it is to kind of you know accentuate your shape, but that. That's a very important word here. It's all about accentuating what you have that's already good. You know, I mean, like I know all these women that come to me, they say they've had stuff in their wardrobe that they haven't worn for years because they didn't have the confidence to wear it. So, you know, regardless of it, like saying, okay, it makes you look slimmer. It just makes you feel better and it gives you that like little bit of an extra pep in your step. And for me, that's a win-win because when I see these women coming to me and how happy they are, I know I've done a a good job, you Mm. know, so I definitely think it's just bringing that confidence into people's
0: lives. It's a brilliant Irish business story and you are both incredible and I wish Thank you the best you. of luck. So it's Vacious.ie or Vacious on Instagram and you are, give us your handle again for Instagram. It's Curvy Style. Sinead's Curvy Style. Curvy style. And uh, you'll <laughs> have to beat the 120,000 followers out yes. to get noticed but do don't be afraid to DM. Listen, wish you the best of luck. Thank you so Brandon, much. And thanks hope Brandon. Christmas goes really well for you and see you both soon. Thank you thanks so much. So Let's much. Take, take a quick break.